In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks, to this jam-packed special Christmas broadcast. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. And it is December 24th, 2022. We are ringing in the new year, the end of probably one of the most disastrous years that uh, this country has seen um, in, uh, in well over probably 50, 60, 70 years. We are on the brink of a global economic collapse. We are on the brink of World War III. And uh, and uh, housing bubbles imploding. The Fed is making things up now as they go along. Uh, just printing money like it's going out of style. Uh, the gold prices and silver prices are kind of stagnant going in and out when they should be skyrocketing through the roof with the amount of inflation uh, going on. Gold should be three thousand dollars, four thousand, five thousand dollars an ounce. Silver should be two, three, four hundred dollars an ounce. Uh, yet it's stagnant. So obviously, there's a lot of currency manipulation and things going on like that. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. If you're listening uh, on the radio today, I hope that you and your family are having a wonderful time, and you're all. Your shopping is done, and you're not sliding around in the ice. I know most of it's melting right now, um, but uh, but what an interesting year! And I want to kind of go over some different things. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. Um, I have a lot of clips I want to play, and I'm going to cover a lot of different topics. So I want to cover the school system. I want to talk about big tech and some of the backdoor deals. I'm not really going to dive too much into the Twitter file stuff. Um, uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, are talking about Twitter files and the collaboration of things that we already know. The FBI and the CIA and different organizations uh, have embeds into all of these big tech companies. And we know that. And we've seen that uh, time and time again, which is where the idea of shadow banning even came from, where the idea of banning and censorship and all of that stuff. It's an organized plan that was put in by the Obama administration in 2011. Um, they got domestic funding to start operating domestic operations, which is why they have to classify everybody as either a Russian agent, uh, a, a January 6th insurrectionist, uh, and or a domestic terrorist. Because if you're deemed a domestic terrorist or a Russian agent or something of that sort, that is the immediate classification for them to have the justification to go through the FOIA request and the secret uh, courts to be able to start spying, deplatforming, and doing all of these things. But they have to deem you some type of enemy of the state. And today, in today's world, an enemy of the state, as we know, is a traditional, uh, fundamental American that is exercising their constitutional rights 
and pissed off of the amount of things going on in the world, such as the $1.7 trillion bill uh, that was just passed unanimously on the House and is going to sit on Biden's desk. Now, what do you think old hair uh, dementia Biden is going to do? Well, if you go back uh, 2014, uh, where he's at the conference of the World Economic Forum, um, I think it was the World Economic Forum. I think it's yeah, World Economic Forum co- conference, and uh, Biden's talking about the uh, corruption in Ukraine and how they're investigating Hunter Biden. We all know the story uh, because it broke, and uh, he openly admitted payola or pay to play um, <laughs> with the Ukrainian government. So, you think he's going to sign it? Absolutely, ten percent for the big guy. Um, so. There's so much going on, it's really hard to cover. But I just want to cover a key points of things that I think um, that's going on in today's world. So this $1.7 trillion money passed. They can no longer use FTX as an embezzlement embezzlement scheme to go through Ukraine and then give kickbacks to the Democrats. So believe it or not, the FTX thing is tied to the Democratic Party in the United States. A lot of the money came from the taxpayers. They pushed it into the FTX system. From the FTX system, then it got kicked back to a bunch of Democrats. And there were actually Democrats and Republicans, excuse me, in Oregon. Believe it or not, this was reported on Oregon Live. uh, That received some of the money from the FTX scandal and is looped into that. So uh, it's very interesting. It's everywhere. So that guy's now walking around. He got bail for $250 million. I don't know if it's $250 million what they had to pay or if it's only 10% of the $250 million, which is typical bail uh, for that. Either way, the guy was able to get out of jail, uh, which he should be you know, publicly tried and executed for stealing and running this Ponzi scheme. But, you know, he was running the Ponzi scheme for the Democrats. Do you think he's going to walk scot-free? I think so. Or they might just hang him out to dry, um, not letting us see behind the curtain, kind of like the Epstein trial and the Anthony Weiner stuff and all that of uh, them just having basically a patsy for them to say, oh, look at this one kid. He did it all by himself, even though you have him openly admitting to pledging a billion dollars to the Democrats for 2024. Um, so anyways, long of the short, that's what he and why he's being protected. You know, why we're on this topic, um, the existing home sales have fallen for the 10th straight month As the housing bubble continues, they don't know how far and how long it's going to go. Basically, uh, we are seeing trends uh, in upwards close to uh, 2010 right now. Uh, The tight inventory has helped keep the home prices from falling dramatically because I think a lot of people are skittish uh, and skeptical if they're going to be uh, moving out um, or moving at all because they don't know the, uh, the volatility within the market. So another thing is that, is that I was reading the other day, I'm trying to find this article, um, but I was reading it and it was talking about Oregon census and how Oregon has actually lowered its population. Now, I don't know how accurate this is, probably because they don't count the illegals because uh, they're not in the census yet. I know that they were pushing on it. I'm not sure if they've actually uh, been able to push that and make that go through. But uh, Oregon, Oregonians basically are fleeing this, uh, this dumpster over here called a state. 
um, because we're just seeing massive amount of, of voter fraud, fraud, recklessness, homelessness, uh, you know, missed opportunities, uh, you know, all this social justice nonsense um, happening in all the industries, massive amounts of taxation, additional taxes, you know, the cap and trade, the uh, 1% over a million dollars gross for any business. Now they have to pay a new tax. I mean, just I, the list can go on and I can talk about this forever. But I thought it was funny and not funny in the fact that I am still here. Uh, but people are fleeing this state. And people are all, everybody's fleeing blue states. Everybody. Uh, they're going to more rural areas. They're getting in touch with family, which is great news because, you know, people now are starting to understand what's really going on and what socialism or democratic socialism uh, or anything that the Democrats talk about and the radicalization toward this, quote, progressive movement and what that really means and sig signifies. It means the destruction of the family, the destruction of your future, the destruction of private property, the destruction of your rights, the destruction of your gun rights, the destruction of your free speech, uh, the destruction of virtually everything of what it means to be American. We are essentially being captured from within. Okay, so what do we do? We talk about this. I try to talk about it every every week. The most important thing. One, get right with God. For first and foremost, this is a much bigger issue than us as individuals and even as communities. It is a biblical issue, hands down, is my opinion, 100%. We are dealing with uh, spiritual forces, and there's a spiritual battle going on, whether we acknowledge it or not. And it's definitely happening because you can recap and look at all of the things associated with the Bible and watching those things come true. And uh, so second, it's important to spread as much information as you can about some of these topics that we talk about. Talk to your friends and family. Jump on the Internet. Jump on Twitter. Get engaged with the conversation. Get engaged with the debate. Now it's time for everybody that's sitting on the sidelines. Now it is time. You have been digesting knowledge. You have been making changes in your life. You have been exploring and exercising your rights again. Now it is time to get out there and engage with the public, your opinions. Have those uncomfortable conversations because that is going to be the key for us to be able to move forward on this next phase. Now we're getting there. People are waking up in droves, doctors everywhere. I know I was watching this thing on uh, Twitter and uh, Twitter's awesome right now, uh, although I'm very concerned on the direction that it will head in the future. So I'm not, again, putting all my eggs in a basket, but it's really fun right now. So if you want to jump on Twitter, follow me, noncompliant US, at noncompliant US. That's what it's, that's my Twitter handle. Um, but the, this Mario guy is, is ho hosting an open COVID debate talking about COVID. Uh, and it's gotten a lot of uh, traction. To where he's inviting all these doctors and naysayers and pro-vaxxers and anti-vaxxers all in a public forum. And as we talked about last week, the openness and the, and the, and the, the respect and just kind of the, the quorum that people are having online is so beautiful. And it's really vetting out a lot of these issues uh, in true open debate. And anybody can join it. So what it was funny and not funny, um, you know, Mari is like... He's like, hey, 
uh, I'm looking for some certified doctors that are pro-vaccination to balance out the panel for the upcoming COVID debate. So he's he's requesting he's not getting any doctors that are pro-vaccine. So it's essentially turning into uh, this debate. You're not going to have a bunch of pro-vaccine doctors on there. Now, they might he might have found some. I'm hoping that he did because I think it'll be a fascinating thing. And he scheduled it. He keeps pushing it out because it, it's gaining a lot of traction. I know Simone Gold said that she's going to be joining in the debate. Uh, I pushed it over to Dr. Ely because he'd be fascinating to have on there. A lot of these America's frontline doctors are going to go just slaughter any type of debate. And I know any doctor knows that's pro-vaccine. It's political suicide to get in the ring with these guys because, one, they've been fighting this for uh, three years, basically with media blackouts, media censorship, deplatformization, uh, delicensing, all of this nonsense that's been going on against these doctors. And they have literally persevered through the gauntlet. And are now starting to gain traction. They've gotten above the sea. Now they're treading and riding on this plane and driving this ship home. Uh, and because the, the, the narrative's completely falling apart. Nobody trusts Fauci anymore or anything else. So, long and the short, he makes this post. This was back on December 20th. He said he's looking for doctors that are pro-vaccine. Yet... Uh, he probably can't find any doctors to join this debate, but I highly encourage you guys, if you do have Twitter, follow me on Twitter at noncompliantus because it's a lot of fun. Um, but he's talking about all different types of things. So this thing, I think, got pushed out. This open uh, pro-vax versus non-vax debate uh, got pushed back to the 26th of December, so the day after Christmas, which will be fascinating. So... What we're going to talk about, things I want to talk about, I do want to talk about big tech. Uh, big tech's important. Also, there's been some uh, some up, updates with Measure 114 that I think all of you guys should be aware of uh, with how that's going and kind of what uh, some of the gun shops are starting to do uh, because the government and the judiciary and, uh, you know, the state are sitting on their hands and they're just kind of losing their mind. Um, not really having a leg to stand on, there is still a path to victory to completely obliterate uh, this 114. But again, you're listening to Noncompliant America. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. Uh, it's the special Christmas edition. Lots of clips coming up. Uh, stay with us. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at NoncompliantUS. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. Joshua Michael, second segment. This is a short segment. I'm going to try to cram in as much as I can to get across my point. Um, but uh, if you're still out there Christmas shopping right now, you are crazy. Uh, not saying that I'm not going to be out there joining you soon because I am. Because uh, uh, like all single dads here, we, uh, we do everything last minute. 
and we try to do everything that we can, but, uh, but that's what, that's what we do. And it's really all about our kids and it's really all about our families, isn't it? Um, you know, the things that we do in the gymnastics, uh, and the positions that we, uh, stretch to, uh, to make our kids happy. There is nothing like it. There is nothing like it. And if you still have yet to have kids, I, I, I strongly recommend it. It is the most fulfilling thing I would say, aside from what I hear, um, is being a grandparent is even more fulfilling, but, uh, it being a, uh, a parent is probably the best, uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So I want to thank God, um, and Jesus Christ. And, um, yeah. So anyways, I want to get back into all the scary stuff, um, that we talk about that, uh, you guys just have to rip the bandaid off and come to a conclusion that this is happening. But the most important thing aside from, uh, getting right with God is being able to spread the links and spread this information. This information is key to solving everything. And I'm going to connect some dots here. So in New Zealand, uh, a few weeks ago, they made a giant announcement that basically, Hey, they are going to deem. Uh, whomever they say as a domestic terrorist, and it's up to people to actually inform their neighbors and tell on their neighbors uh, so we, they can vet and root these peoples out. Take a listen. Our Secret Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalized. Know the Signs details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. As Adam Hollingworth reports, the move comes as our spy chiefs identify a new and worrying type of terrorism. Time was when the intelligence services were never seen, never heard. But now they're loudly proclaiming your country needs you to keep an eye on those you know and, if necessary, dob them in. Recognising a potential warning sign and then alerting NZSAS or police could be the vital piece in the puzzle that ultimately saves lives. To that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off, um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? The SIS has listed around 50 signs from obvious ones, like writing on a weapon as happened in Christchurch, to a person who is, who is really developing an us versus them worldview. Authorities say they're usually closely monitoring 40 to 50 potential terrorists. These people used to be motivated by their white identity or by their faith. But in the past six months, a third group has emerged, those motivated by politics. And so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, and so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, or it could be other policies that are interpreted as, as infringing on rights. Uh, and, and, and it's a, what I sometimes describe as a kind of hot mess of, of ideologies and beliefs. Uh, okay, so you guys get the idea. They are trying to route now anybody that deemed the lockdowns, there was anti-lockdown or anti-mask or anti-vaccine and simply just trying to protect their businesses in most cases. It was a lot of business owners that were like, hey, wait a minute, why is our restaurant getting shut down? And we already know this argument. Why is our restaurant getting shut down? So all those people now are getting roped in and classified as domestic terrorists. And now let me loop in some local news to try to show you how this type of thing uh, is already here in Oregon and why you should be concerned. So remember, this was back in March 
this was March 25th of 2022. The Portland Street response is ready for a citywide launch. Uh, it's the beginning of a pilot program that they did in 21, starting Monday. Uh, they're expanding their coverage to the entire city. So Portland Street Response is a program that sends an unarmed response to, quote, non-life-threatening behaviors and mental health crisis calls. Now, let me, let me pencil and rope this in for you. This means that they've already built up a beta test and they've already launched a mental health and behavioral response team that is not an EMT, that is not a police officer, that is not a firefighter, and they are now a mental health caregiver. And we know how the left categorizes people with mental illness. That's anybody that disagrees with them for anything, such as, hey, I think Donald Trump has some good ideas. Oh, man, you must have a mental health crisis. Boom, a mental health uh, individual is going to come to your house now. If your neighbor calls on you, they're not going to be calling 911. They're going to be calling this new response program uh, where it's going to send out a caseworker to come and investigate. investigate you um, in case you maybe have a generator or maybe you're having too many people at your house, right? Or maybe you're using your lawnmower because now it'll transition to where if you don't believe in climate change and you don't believe in, quote, green energies actually being effective, then then you're going to be deemed a domestic terrorist, and Portland, Oregon already has the infrastructure to start calling on your neighbor. And this is the slippery slope, folks. This is the slippery slope. So let's take it a step further. Uh, we're running out of time, but uh, there's a tech surveillance tool that your phone is tracking you, which allows them to have third-party access and give it to the police departments to where they are able to track you And they've been able to do this for a long time, but they're able to track you in real time without receiving a warrant, having a case against you, or anything of the sort. And that's where this extra department comes in, because we've seen the collaboration with big tech and large letter agencies, but there's also tech surveillance tools for the local county and municipal and city uh, law enforcement agencies as well. And this is, a, this is a hidden thing that a lot of people don't know about. And we're going to talk about that. And then I also want to talk about EMF cell phone radiation exposure, which is blowing a lid and blowing up the Internet right now and exposing a lot on how dangerous these Trojan horses really are. We'll be right back. schools are basically prisons. They keep kids locked up physically and mentally, prepare them for jobs that are also basically prisons until they retire and go to a nursing home, their final prison. School is not a prison. Can I leave whenever I want to? It's a little like a prison. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael. 
with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. We're going to jump right into it. Day before Christmas. You have all your Christmas shopping done? Well, if you have not, and you want to get a nice gift for somebody in your family, visit VoltaWireless.com. VoltaWireless.com. They have the best encrypted cell phone uh, on the market. It's got a three-layer encryption. Uh, it's a little difficult to set up, but they have an awesome tech support team now. Um, I've been beta testing this thing for about six months, and uh, it is the first that I know of pure encrypted cell phone. Essentially, it doesn't have any tracking systems on it. Now, it can have all the apps. It has its own app store, but it runs through a VPN. Uh, so you can have real anonymity online uh, as well as when you're walking around with a cell phone. So it's really important. This is the future. It's either the future to completely disconnect and have no activity, no uh, systems on you. That means you have to have an older car without the tracking. You have to have no cell phone. You can't have a smartwatch. You can't have, there's a bunch of stuff that's made and embedded to track you, even down to your washing machine in your house. If it's new, they put microphones in them now and they have listening devices and they don't need your Wi-Fi. So just so you know, they have the ability to run data over the power lines. They have the ability to run data over transmitted smart meters outside of your house. There's a million different ways to skin a cat. There's a million different ways for them to track, trace, and listen to you. Okay? But I want to talk about the most important one, which is the cell phone. So, VoltaWireless.com. I'm not endorsing them in any... I'm not endorsed by them. Uh, so, there's no, uh, there's no catch that I get. But if you want to get and start changing your life, this is the step that you need to do and go to VoltaWireless.com to get set up. I'm going to have the link in my podcast at NoncompliantAmerica.com. So first clip I want to play uh, is a gal that uh, is basically blowing a lid off uh, the EMF and radiation exposure that your cell phone uh, gives to you. Take a listen. Don't keep the phone in your pocket or you will exceed the as-tested exposure guidelines. Now, how many of you knew that before today? Because they actually are now giving people this information. Telstra is telling you to use a hands-free device to keep a mobile phone away from the head and body. Because mobile phones and Wi-Fi devices emit pulsed microwave radiation. 900 times a minute, it's looking to, for a signal. It says to the tower, where are you? Here I am. Where are you? Here I am. It's smart. That's how it's supposed to do. Now, when the phone rings, the worst time for you to put a phone right next to your head is when you answer it and say hello, because it's smart and it goes to max power. And bone marrow, and look here at the radiation as it gets into the groin area. And that's just from having a mobile phone modeled into the pocket. The United States magazine Consumer Reports recently recommended that nobody keep a phone in their pocket. Nobody. And in fact, if phones were tested in pockets, they would exceed the as-tested exposure guidelines, which is why Telstra has recently issued that um, advice. Wow. So just think about that, folks, like the massive radiation exposure. So that's layer one. The second thing uh, that I think is important to talk about is it's not just a cell phone that's admitted in radiation. You also have 
your Wi-Fi, your router inside your house, okay? It's very important to understand that if this is in your bedroom, you better move it and you better take it out of there because, again, it's emitting constant radiation and radiation exposure. It is a contributor, not the end-all, be-all. It's a contributor uh, to why cancer is going up and you're having childhood illnesses and all of these different things. These are directly correlated. If you're getting massive amount of radiation exposure, uh, you know, even living in the city, you're going to get massive amount of radiation exposure. I mean, they have cellular antennas transmitting on top of schools, and they're just frying the kids, right? And you can do fun experiments with this if you nobody if you know somebody with like an EMF uh, reader. You can go around and go around your house and go around you know around the outside and around the outside, around the outside. Anyways, uh, and just kind of check and see um, all the different levels of exposure that's really around you. And, and it's important, I think, to, to start trying to conquer that and tackle that. Now I know they have EMF clothing out there. Uh, I don't know how effective it is. It doesn't make sense because I have some of those block it pockets where they're supposed to completely shut down your cell phone completely. Uh, from any incoming outgoing radiation, uh, transmission, Bluetooth, uh, you know, everything. It's supposed to just kill it. It's like a little mini Faraday cage. And I know that if you have the pocket open to where it can just get in the top, then it's not effective. It just creeps right in there. So I don't see how having, you know, a beanie on that's going to protect your brain uh, where it's not just literally just going you know, up through your neck or whatever. Right. So doesn't quite make a little, a lot of sense unless you have a full body suit, um, you know, and, and different things like that. But I digress. If you're keeping that phone around you on you all the time, start exercising, not taking it with you, not having it. It's okay to be without your phone. It's okay to not have it. It's okay for people to call, but people don't really call anymore. Do they? Most people leave text messages or emails. It's actually one of my pet peeves. If I call you on the phone and you text me back and expect me to have a conversation with you via text, then more than likely I will just call again and or I might just do like a one word, two word, this, and that, unless it's important, obviously. But the, the pure laziness of it, that's a pet peeve of mine and, it, and uh, it's, it's really frustrating. So I want to get back to... The importance of having a private phone, you can operate VPNs. Yeah, a lot of people like iPhones, a lot of people like Android, stuff like that. But the Volta Wireless Pro phone is a three-layer encryption, and that will give you anonymity again on the t on your phone interaction. So if you have to have a phone, I would have the Volta Wireless. In fact, I do have a Volta Wireless phone now. Um, and there's two sides to it. You know, we can get into it a little bit more. Um, but I think that's the future. And I think that's the direction that everybody should take because this next clip I'm going to play, uh, it talks about how you're being tracked and traced and given not only to the intelligence agencies, but you're also given to the local agencies as well. They have access to these things, uh, like 23 and me, there was a sting that happened a couple years ago, uh, 23andMe, if you've taken the DNA test, which basically swabs your DNA, tests for your genetics, and you look at you get a look at your genealogy uh, of your past and everything else. If you've submitted to that, that database has now been given to 
all law enforcement agencies and they have access to that database because you gave it to 23andMe, they don't need a warrant to get that information of you. It's not protected. Just like your emails aren't protected, just like your phone calls aren't protected if you're using Gmail or Google, something like that. They own all that stuff. They own it. So you're just forfeiting it, like Facebook. You're just forfeiting your information to them. So get off of Facebook, you know, and everything else. So here's an interesting uh, thing. This is Toilet Time TV. Uh, really interesting uh, uh, group of guys, but they digest some interesting things. Take a listen. You should look into this thing called Fog Reveal Access Service. Your local police department can buy your tracked information from Fog Data Service, and they buy it from Facebook, TikTok, Google, whoever. So Facebook is out there with the huge infrastructure tracking people. They sell it to somebody like Fog Data Science, and then Fog Data Science finds somebody like your local police department that want to know something about you. The craziest thing is all this can be done without a warrant. And so Fog Data Science is basically Facebook's middleman. Because Facebook can't sell this directly to your police department. That'd be obvious. Let's say the government wants to know these protesters that are out here protesting against a certain type of government regime. All they have to do is go to Fog Data Science and buy the data of anybody who goes to this protest. And so this would actually stop encouraging people's First Amendment right because everybody's not going to be scared. They're going to be harassed by the police because now the police can identify anybody who went to the protest. So pretty wild, huh? And this is this is just one example on how you're being tracked and traced. Now, why what do you say? Well, I'm not doing anything wrong, um so anything else. But we know and now we see how they abuse this information. That's why I'm going to rope it all around. That's why these political tyrants that have captured our government that are basically trying to incrementally take away our rights very quickly now, they know what the opposition is, and so they have everybody's number. So they're pushing and pushing and pushing, and they're able to monitor in real time what the reaction is and what the response is and what the trends are and what the people that are dissenting that they're doing and what their plans are. So then they come up with the talking points on how to invalidate those plans and those talking points that they're pushing forward. Do you see how this works? You'll never be able to get anything done if you're living in a glass house. You will never be able to truly organize if your opposition can monitor you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You'll never be able to do that because they'll send moles, whether it be through the FBI, the CIA, whoever, the DOD, or whomever that they need to, to make sure that your idea or your, quote, uh, movement never gains ground. You see how this works? We'll be right back. But let me tell you something. When 150 of the most powerful men and women in the world can meet in secret in Baden-Baden, Germany and plot the fate of billions and nobody even cares about it. But six football players go to lunch together and it's in the headlines across the country. You have a reflection of the society in which that exists. And it is a sick, sick society that is doomed to self-destruction. 
too often do we give these guys too much power? Too often do we let them continue to run our lives and continue to take charge of everything? Now you ask, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm just a plumber. I'm just an electrician. I'm just work at Best Buy. I just, you know, I'm just a cashier at Walmart. I'm a single mom. Right? What can I do? The most important thing you can do is pray. I can't tell you and stress that enough. After you're done with that, you need to get engaged. Get engaged with people that you know. If you only engage with five people in your life, the dude at the grocery store, maybe the gal at the bank, you know, one of your coworkers, and that's it. Maybe a couple people, whatever. Start talking to them. Get their pulse. See where they're at. Ask them about things. Have you guys heard about this? Have you guys seen this? Have you seen that? The information is key. Because I think if people understood how <clears throat> enslaved they are, you know, some people will recluse and some people will cower and be like, oh my gosh, that's scary. How, how, do, you, how do you think about that? People ask me all the time. Man, what is it like to be in your head? Because every time I talk to you, you're always talking about some new transpiring thing that's happened in the world or going on. And they're like, why do you rent so much space for all of that? And I said, how do you not rent so much space for that? How do you not care about your life, your kid's life, your grandkids, and just the future of humanity? It is literally being exterminated right now. How can you not just be at your core, screaming from the top of your lungs every single day. And I get it. You want to take a break. I get it. It's exhausting, right? Especially if you're just now coming to the table, it's extremely exhausting. You're like, oh my gosh. And that's the, important, the importance of prayer. Understand God will guide you. God will help you. God will give you everything that you need at that time in your life. He won't give you too much. He'll give you just spilling over just enough to get you to keep moving and to keep progressing and to keep evolving in your spiritual growth. He'll give you just enough to keep going, right? And we're all at a different level of our journey. I'm not a saint. I don't have the best background. I don't have you know, the, the cleanest, squeaky clean, everything else, right? I have what's called life experience. Without those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. Without those experiences, I wouldn't be the strong person that I am, the assertive person that I know that I am without those experiences. So you can knock and say, yeah, I wish I would have done something different. I really don't wish I've done something different because every tier uh, of my life, I have incrementally grown and learned from it. Sometimes it set me back 10 years and it took me 10 years to really digest and figure out what the heck happened. Why did I get knocked on my butt so bad? But once you're able to start crawling, then you stand up and start walking, then you can run. Now you're at a full-blown sprint you can get where you need to go. And little things like people insulting you or putting barriers in between 
your life choices or your career or whatever you're trying to do and progress in your life, those barriers then just become um, just a task, just another task. Okay, this happened today. So what can I do to combat against it? Rather than, oh man, I'm give up, I fail, it's all over. Uh, I'm just going to turn around and, uh, and go home now. Uh, I'm going to go back to my, uh, my sweet comfort zone um, because this is just too hard, too scary. But we can't live that way and we can't live with regret. And I don't live with regret. I make the best decision that I can every single day to do what I can for that day. That's going to better serve my agenda, whether it be wake people up, uh, you know, uh, increase the, the listenership of my radio show, uh, or be a better dad and be a better follower or letter, a better leader with my friends and really tell them how I feel and really be there for them. And even if nobody's there, I'm there for them and to let them know that for the little friends that I have, I think it's very important to maintain those relationships right? And even if they're not going to be there for you, I think it's important for you to be there for them. Not everything has to be reciprocated. Not everything has to be an even exchange. It's important to give back into this world because sometimes the gifts that you give to people are the gifts that inspire people to be better people. And so as you may never reap the benefits from what that gift was given to you or what you've given that gift to, I'm sorry, uh, you then are just contributing to a better society and it's a happier, more stable society. Now there's a lot of headaches. There's a lot of stresses. There's a lot of people suffering. I think last week it was 63% of people are living paycheck to paycheck right now during the holidays. Now they're working, they're doing the best they can, but you know what? It's important for you as a person, as a, as a follower of Christ or whoever to reach back out and reestablish the humanity. Otherwise, what are we fighting for? All this nonsense, all this deplatforming, decensoring, demonetizing, inflation, just massive chaos, dehumanization, de, um, um, just basically desensitizing all of the kids. What are you fighting for? And that's like a, something I really want you to ask yourself. Because if you're not willing to maintain the path of what makes us humans and separates us from the animals and that humanity, the goodness of humanity... That's what we need to fight for. But we don't just need to fight for it all the time. We also need to practice what we preach. If we're fighting for a better future, we need to be better people. If we're fighting for better children, we need to raise better ch children and be better parents. We need to listen to our kids. We can teach our kids. One of the funnest things I like to do is teach my kids abstract things that they don't learn from school. And they're not just going to learn by proxy. I'm actually sitting down and teaching them. For example, uh, my oldest, the other day, I got a flint fire starter with the flint and the stick. And we had a, a, a task 
is one, first, I showed him how to do it. Uh, but second, I was teaching him. I wanted him to learn how to start a fire based on the only thing you have is that flint stick. So we went around, we'd gathered grass, little sticks, bigger sticks. Then we eventually went to pieces of wood. And this was a fun task for him because it's an actual life lesson. And it's cool because now when we go camping, my eight-year-old, soon-to-be eight-year-old, can start fires. And now he has a duty and he has a task. And we all have a task and a duty and we all need that to feel accomplished and to to feel fulfilled. So right now, my call to action, it is your duty to get out there and engage with the public, spread the truth, love yourself, and to love God, and most importantly, have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next week.